bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod and i'm doing a solo episode and no i don't mean the mario van peebles movie i mean i'm by myself today's movie is the mother it's a action film on netflix starring j-lo uh uh i'll get into the details no previews i didn't go to the theater so i just watched it on my tv and no comments for my other solo reviews because uh, y'all haven't said anything so let's just get right into what we liked what we dislike and then we're going to score it um i guess oh wait actually let's get into the description the mother uh is the title of the film and the description is um uh while wait oh well how did i just lose the description i was just literally looking at this shit oh while fleeing from dangerous assailant assailants an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life that's right uh it stars jennifer lopez lucy paez omari harwick who y'all may know from power joseph fines um and then there wasn't really anybody i oh Edie falco's in this for like three seconds for some reason um but yeah that's the cast most of it um and it was written by misha green which uh you know did she did um underground and of course lovecraft country um so i didn't even know she wrote this until the end of the movie it's directed by nikki caro um so this is one of those films that's written by a woman directed by a woman stars a woman and it's an impossible white man movie uh so uh we'll go ahead and get into the likes and dislikes now let's go start with the likes um okay so the action i liked it you know it was um impossible white man tropes y'all know impossible white man is my favorite genre and uh it doesn't matter who plays the role of impossible white man but i like when they mix it up here we have a woman being an impossible white man um and of course is is j-lo uh who is always in amazing shape and i'm surprised hasn't done more action movies i see she's starting to do them now later in her career but i'm surprised she didn't try to like do these movies younger but maybe she was trying to run away from that archetype because i think she wanted to like infiltrate the rom-com type of uh uh, hollywood you know area and she was already coming from a very a dancer background and you know she i think she also needed to ingratiate herself to whiteness in her mind i'm sure you know she had to make that career choice we all know famously how she had to like get rid of her butt and didn't bring it back until she did that stripper movie a few years ago so um we you know maybe she didn't maybe she wanted to avoid all the physical 
type of roles and just be like i'm doing comedies and rom romances and stuff like that uh plus that's where the oscars and stuff are anyway not that she uh i don't know this i don't think she got nominated till she uh i'm not sure she got nominated until she did the movie with cardi b in now so anyway uh um <coughs> so yeah uh the action is the main thing to come for it is the tropiest of trope action like this is like that level of like everything's a headshot she's the most proficient efficient killer with a gun ever you, you like there's never a problem really a, a couple times in the movie she does go hand-to-hand combat they have that trope to the bad guy got the drop on you he's got the gun the dead the rice he about to kill your ass and then all of a sudden he throws the gun down and goes mano mano let's fight it out hand-to-hand that'll that'll show you um you know they had a trope of we got dozens of highly trained killers that we're bringing to kill you you know the infinite bad guys thing they're all wearing helmets and masks and shit because it's probably just the same stunt guys from the other scene and she you know they got super tactical gear super loaded out weapons and and then the bad guys like bring her to me alive and i'm like well that just defeats the purpose of having superior numbers you know you're going against an ice dick killer and you fucking tell everybody that you want to talk to her first and shit like no you shoot you got to shoot the kill and, and then don't call me you know like now i'm working with a handicap as a as a killer that i gotta not be a killer i only do one thing good but so it's full of if you like that like i do where i like you roll your eyes but you laugh that kind of stuff was fun for me because i like seeing every version of that and even if it's a woman doing it if it's an older woman doing it those that's my shit i'm like oh here we go with the bullshit um so yeah you got her um i think honestly you got a good performance from zoe uh lucy paez as zoe she looks like she might be a white passing latina as well which i think was great casting because you know j-lo is and uh i thought they were gonna try to like overdo it like make the kid you know look get a chat someone super ethnic and lean in on her you know she um latina now we 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 counting this now she want to be seen as this but uh anyway they don't race never comes up in this film so who cares all right anyway she was a good she was good in it um she played a really precocious and angsty and rebellious teen um the plot in the storyline is so stupid because it's basically like the estranged mother but she can't access her emotions but of course you find out at the end everything she did was for this little girl she was she gave up her life of being a number one assassin and went in the hiding just so this girl would be safe and um amari harwick who plays like a fbi agent who made sure that this girl was oh shit i didn't really tell y'all the plot did i oh fuck <laughs> yeah so that description of the plot was bullshit what the plot really is is j-lo was trying to do a, a back deal on some some bad guys she had gotten uh involved with because she's like an assassin killer and she gets pregnant by possibly one of the bad guys possibly not it don't matter according to this character um but like there's two bad guys she could have got pregnant by and she ends up um betraying them because she finds out they're trafficking children and so once she finds that out she makes a deal with like the fbi the fbi can't protect her it's a 
classic won't listen to the impossible white man scene at the beginning where she's like you know why why are we in this safe house you know you can't keep me safe here and they're like girl calm down it's fine we the fbi we know everything we got people outside she's like no and he's like we're currently tracking you know salazar or whatever the fuck his name was you know um because they don't the names are in the movie but on this imdb page they didn't even bother to put anyone's last name which should tell you a lot but it's like we're tracking salazar or whatever and then she's like salazar um if you're tracking him at the airport that means he already knows we're here and they're like oh whatever bitch and you know because they always had a one dude that's like super fucked up that's like you know shut up little girl you don't know anything about fighting bitch shut up you know like he was like misogynistic and an asshole and he definitely won't listen and amari harwick of the eight guys in the room he the only one that's like well can i offer you some water and she was like yeah i'll take some water you know because she's pregnant that's when they reveal like she's pregnant and of course immediately they get attacked and it's all super sniper elite kills and shit you know motherfuckers running up the 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 the, the stairs and the bullet like turns at the stairs and shoots them in the head and shit and so these niggas is dying and then she's like um you know i told y'all i told y'all and mari harwick's like follow me i'll get us out safe he the last one alive and then he goes up and she's like watch out for the window and he gets shot but only in the shoulder because you know we can't have him die and then the bad guys take forever to get in the house so she got time to like mix up a concoction that was gonna be flammable she got time to like heal his wound and shit save his life it took like four minutes of screen time for this whole scene to play out and it's it's just weird because the immediacy of it was like oh my god they're killing us all we got to get out of here and then all of a sudden like oh never mind they're gonna give us four minutes to prepare for them to come in and so she kills a couple dudes and then like the bad guy adrian comes in and she shoots him through the hand and then he stabs her in the stomach knowing she's pregnant and then she sets off a fire but she's in the shower she turns on the water in the shower and she has to stay in there because the baby is you know like she's pregnant and she's stabbed but he leaves because he got burned and shit and and the the hospital they show her wake up in the hospital and it's like you know you you never gonna see your baby again uh because your baby wouldn't be safe with you and you also lied to our people you was double crossing everybody blah 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 so all that to say that's when the movie really starts she goes into hiding fast forward to she makes amari hardwick who she saved his life she makes some promise that if her daughter is ever in trouble he will tell her and she she'll come out of hiding to protect her daughter because these are some very bad men that think they're that girl's daddy and you know how super ice dick cold killers are they got to be good fathers like that's such a hollywood trope like they wouldn't just leave that girl behind like whatever i don't give a fuck but um anyway so she comes out of hiding and she starts fighting off these dudes immediate public killings and shit like super duper john wick level like shooting and shit and i don't mean like john wick level like the stunts were that good i mean like it's a crowded park she has a sniper weapon and they're trying to abduct like the child or her mother and <clears throat> j-lo's bullets are literally like going around babies and shooting these men in the face this is like so that's the kind of trope you're dealing with so if you like that kind of shit and you know who you are if you do 
that's full this movie's full of that and you might you'll probably enjoy that kind of stuff um j-lo's icy portrayal as like the super bitch mom you know what i'm saying like it's very like literally like it's to the point where literally the girl calls her a bitch at some point because j-lo has to basically abduct the girl to protect her and now you have like a 12 year old daughter with a mother she never was raised by who's an ice cold killer and doesn't have access to her emotions and so the girl at one point is like you bitch you a bitch and then she's like you don't say that to me and i was like why is this part of the movie that's the part you couldn't take like all this other shit that you done said and did that's the one thing she's like i guess that's when the brown jumped out of her she was like now hold on i ain't no white woman we don't say bitch up in here not today mamas um i'm trying to think is there anything else i liked about it it looks great because you know the the money they spent on the locales and shit is the money they didn't spend on the casting i assume um and anything else i liked about it i want to say it's about it you know like lucy Piaz is pretty good here j-lo gave a stoic performance that you know is just a indicative of just a most impossible white man movies uh amari hardwick was good in it too um yeah he had a good performance i do want to shout him out you know uh and he had a kind of love interesty thing but it would they never play it out you know they do that thing where they like he gets because when he's around her he gets wounded a lot so this time he got stabbed in the back when they went to cuba or something and then she like held his his wound you know that thing they do where it's always like a narrative trope of like this is where the bad where the good guy tells you about their past and so she was like you know it what happened was this that and other and then they cut back it's like oh she's perfectly sewn up his wound and put a patch over it and of course they don't need anesthesia or a hospital or anything he's 100 percent ready to fight again within seconds but anyway um so dislikes all right it is extremely straightforward like when i tell you there's no twist in this movie there's no fucking twist um and the last scene was so ridiculous to me because this little girl has gone through like she was raised as as like a regular little girl going to school well adapted life that was the whole point of the movie but then she goes through this ordeal where these bad guys are trying to kill her she witnesses dozens of murders shoots somebody herself gets bitten by fucking like wolves and shit and then like at the end they show her like i won't i forget what song was playing but it was some tropey it was like it might as well have been like lovely day or something i don't know what what song it was but it was like i forget the exact song and but it was so corny and they try to paint it as like a happy ending and it's the little girl she's riding she's skating around at her school on those heelys those 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 shoes with the with the wheels in the back and then she like j-lo is watching her from like a, a parking structure with like binoculars or something to make sure she's safe and somehow zoe just knows she's out there and she takes her hands at, at the school and does like a holding a rifle point at where j-lo is which one that's crazy already in 2023 we doing anything with guns at schools and nobody is noticing nobody stopping and be like what the fuck's wrong with her all the school shootings we got in america but then she she 
points at j-lo with the gun gesture and then j-lo's like yeah and then her parents come up her adopted parents and put their arms around her like let's go home zoe and the whole time i was like this bitch don't need therapy like this nigga she need to be in some type of fucking something she is fucked up like you can't just like this this was not a serious movie like they were not even pretending to try to make this serious another thing uh the plot obviously is ridiculous i mean these two major drug like traffickers all this shit who are supposed to be under like government you know on the government most wanted list are literally bringing dozens of killers all over to america to have shootouts in broad fucking day i don't even know if we had one clip of a news report about this or it you know like the news wasn't they wasn't identifying j-lo they wasn't identifying the killers they nobody gave a fuck about solving the mystery of how these men ended up dead and people was getting shot um the fbi like came to the 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 parents house to like help them you know get their daughter back from j-lo and shit and and it's like they're barely in the movie like they don't even bother to 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 look into the like how did this investigation go was she worried about being tracked by these people were they ever close to finding her that never comes up in this movie um maybe they didn't want to get too complicated but um yeah it's so simple and straightforward there's literally nothing you're missing here like like you as i just told you what the movie's about you know how it ends you know everything um and by knowing everything amari harwood's character dies because he's a black person trying to help somebody in a movie so you know he got to get magical negro you know they learned a lesson from how hard he worked to help save this little white girl like that was so corny and stupid i would have rather him been the love interest or something even if you cuck him quote unquote as the as the uh bros say on youtube even if you make him like the love interest i'm cool with that i like a male love interest in an impossible white man movie starring a woman i love it when they do the whole like reversal where it's like this nigga always getting kidnapped and she gotta go save him they could have did something with that instead he violently violently and valiantly dies protecting these white girls um so you got that um jennifer lopez's face being beat to the gods in every scene is crazy because it's like when are they gonna show the makeup tutorials in this movie that she must be doing between killings because like her face is too flawless in every scene it, it's honestly distracting like how how sickening the beat is in every scene it's like they it's like between action scenes she's just like oh hold on gotta reapply my base i can't be out here with my foundation looking crazy um so is that um i'm sure there's you know tropes and stuff about you know the bad guys having like these vaguely i don't know it's i don't know you know forget that one forget that one um Edie falco being in the movie for three seconds is just weird either be in the movie or don't be in the movie what are you doing <laughs> she was literally in there just to be like you know we taking your baby from you all right now i'm like okay uh also her character is like one of the only characters on imdb that they show her full name and title s-a-i-c eleanor williams you would think that meant something but she ain't in the fucking movie that long i don't even know if we cut back to her that's how little she's in this movie um so yeah i i think you know and then you got the annoying teenager stuff and whatnot like they make the girl 12 for real so it's it's a good performance by her as an actress and actually probably pretty good writing for what to expect from a 12 year old but also 
pretty fucking annoying like it's a lot of like you killed a deer it's like nigga you are on the run in the woods this what we got to eat it's snowing and ice out here you see any vegetables growing like we off the grid we eating deers and rabbits and shit now that's what we do and she's like i want to be a vegetarian now it's like oh my god get with the program (laughs) you gotta you gotta like you gotta see what's happening right now but um yeah i think that's about it for dislikes um you know i just i i I guess we can get into the ratings but i'll just say this does feel a little like the whole like netflix is just green lighting shit like just like in the era of them just buying every film and or someone makes a half-assed film starring somebody that's familiar and then all of a sudden you know you put it on the fucking um netflix and you see j-lo's face and you're like oh i better watch this and it's the number one movie which it was yesterday it feels a little like that where it's like we didn't necessarily make a good movie but we made something that people would watch in their homes since they don't have to leave the house you see what i'm saying um like like this wasn't a we bought a movie that would have been in the theaters it's like no it's is uh for those that are old enough to remember blockbuster it's when you went to blockbuster and you like oh i didn't know wesley snipes made 10 new films and then you watch them and you're like oh they're all trash wesley snipes need to pay the irs back you see what i'm saying that's how this film felt like j-lo might own the old irs some shit uh i do i but because i like impossible white man movies i have to give it two ratings because i know it sounds like i've only shitted on this movie at this point but i really am not i think it's a bad movie in in the just general sense of bad movies i I think there's like a one or maybe a two at the best like it's not good um i i and and it kind of reminds me of some other movies on netflix that starred women in impossible white man roles lou was one of them i remember i reviewed that last year and i actually liked it you know um and uh, there was another one that i watched too that had that same like um it was starring the woman from uh the woman that's married to chris hemsworth i cannot remember the the name of this movie but anyway uh it's kind of like that like i thought the gray man was better than this because the gray man had more special effects and more like actors with better charisma and stuff they weren't just all playing the one note silent stoic person um and they had a good villain in it and all that stuff and i feel like this one didn't necessarily have that oh the interceptor that was the other movie um but as an impossible white man film uh it's probably like a three out of five maybe a two and a half out of five like it's not a great impossible white man film like this you're not gonna put it up there with like long kiss goodnight or die hard or anything like that i think that would be set i'd be setting y'all up to hate this film if i told y'all it was great because y'all would just be like really rod this shit ain't no motherfucking you know uh whatever you know this is this ain't olympus is falling um but it is like a good like 
return of the of the white impossible white man trope is all just seeing j-lo go through the motions of the white impossible white man trope and if you've seen her do other stuff it's kind of like fun to watch her be the killer to be the the person that gets all the the sniper shots right and and sets up all the stuff to blow up and all that stuff and you know and and if if these are kind of like impossible white man is almost like a comedy film genre to me because you know there's just stuff that doesn't make sense like the bad guys will literally stand there with their guns pointed at you wait for you to light a lighter throw it at the gasoline that's leaking from the car it'll immediately catch on fire and explode but explode in just the right way that only the bad guys get hurt and stuff like that happens in this movie all the time there's a point where they do that cliche at this point right uh ghost uh amari harwick is driving the little girl supposedly back home but if you're looking at paying attention to the movie time you're like there's 50 minutes left in this movie so this can't be the end that the little girl goes home and is safe (laughs) so they get to a crossroads literally in the middle of nowhere where he would have had to been able to see that there's another car coming because it's literally in the middle of nowhere it's not a busy intersection in the city they get hit on the side by the car and it crashes their car and of course neither one of them die uh and the bad guys get out like like since our car did the crashing of course we're not hurt and then the bad guys take amari harwick and kill him they try to kidnap the girl but then they let her get or loose and then j-lo pulls up on a motorcycle which because of the way this street it is a crossroads in the middle of nowhere y'all there's you can see the mile for miles and miles as far as i can see you can see everything she pulls up on a motorcycle on the road and i'm like wouldn't they have seen her coming like five minutes ago like oh here come j-lo <laughs> but then she pulled up on a loud ass motorcycle she like get behind me girl and so it's stuff like that that i enjoyed and laughed at but it is fundamentally kind of stupid in this movie like they didn't really go far enough to stylize it in a john wick way and they didn't take it like serious enough or um to to like think of things like yeah she wouldn't be able to roll up on a motorcycle unseen like so it's stuff like that you know that didn't make sense to me but uh yeah i would give it two and a half for impossible white man and probably a one maybe a point five for just as a movie it's not very like a good movie i wouldn't argue but if you want to see like j-lo do pull-ups in a tank top and you know and then go out and kill dudes with a sniper rifle in broad daylight this is the movie for you all right y'all thanks for listening hope you enjoyed this review and karen's laugh in the background we'll be back for more peace